What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Call Connect podcast. My name is Taylor Hodge. And I'm Ed Berengel. Hey, we're excited to be back with you guys this week. We got a little bit of a different uh, episode planned for you. We've got some stuff to talk about. Uh, it's probably going to take a little bit longer than normal, so we're actually going to split this guy up into two parts here. So stay tuned for the second part. That'll be out the coming week. Um, excuse me, the following week. And then um, we'll talk about basically the rest of this. But I don't know. Ed, you're pretty new to this. I think I was the person, if I'm not mistaken, actually to introduce this to you. You may yep. have heard of it in the past, but... Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the Enneagram. That is E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Enneagram. It's basically just this real in-depth, um, in my opinion, extremely accurate personality test. Mm-hmm. Ed, are you familiar with that at all? Or is this just kind of, did I, was I right in saying that I introduced you to that? Yeah, or? you didn't introduce it to me. You know, I've heard of different you know, disc profile, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Myers-Briggs, Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. all that stuff, taking a couple of those, but never heard of this Enneagram thing. Yeah. It, it's pretty awesome. I was introduced to this personality test, um, personality assessment, I guess is maybe a little bit better way to put that, but I was introduced to it a few years ago now and I was on staff at another church at the time and I had no idea what it was. I'd never heard of it before. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. It's probably like Myers-Briggs or something, or uh, like you said, like the disc or something like that. Um, but sure, I'll take it. And it, was, it wasn't it was necessarily a requirement for the staff team at that time, but it was a, a, a big part of who of how we operated as a staff. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, sure, yeah, let's, let's do that. So um, there's actually, so there's a test online, and we will link all of this stuff, by the way. Everything that we talk about today um, and and next week's, the, the second half of this podcast, we'll link all of the information in the description below so you can actually go and, and look at all of that stuff yourself. Um, and if you want to take the test yourself as well, you can do that. Again, the link will be in the description. But So yeah, I was, I was introduced to this on staff at the, the church I was at prior to coming to the call, and I was, I was blown away. Because I had taken, you know, I did the Myers-Briggs and the DISC, and you know, you get your results and you read about who you are and... And but I always felt with those, and Ed, maybe you can speak on this too. To, I'm curious at your thoughts, but I always felt like those were relatively surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it did they did go in depth, you know. Don't get me wrong; they're not all surface level, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things, it was like it, I never really got a whole lot about why I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. I got a lot about who I am currently, and. A lot of information about um, in some of the ways and some of the environments that I act, why that happens. But I'm, I think I'm going farther back in my mind. Like when I was a child and when I went through the things that I went through as a child, how did those circumstances in my life bring me to the personality type that mm-hmm. I am today? I never really got a whole lot of that. I don't know if you did, Ed. Yeah, yeah. I think Enneagram is definitely different than other what are, if you want to say personality tests or assessments that I've, I've taken, uh, I think it does make you think a little bit more of how you acted throughout your whole life versus just where you're at right now. Yeah. Um, I meant when I 
took like Myers Briggs, you know, it was a little bit more focused on career. Sure. And like, hey, because of these personalities and how you work with people or, you know, how you, you know, do your work, then, then this is more the type of career. So kind of really, in, in my opinion, kind of boxing in of mm-hmm. what your career is. And yeah. it's funny as you're saying that like, this is, this was new for you and, and explaining how you got to, you know, experience it first um, when you're in staff at another church and, and how helpful it was. And I want to hear more of it and for you to share, um, you know, with everybody out there listening, kind of the difference uh, with this Enneagram. But I'll say I was curious, like just, and, and, and I want to say this for those who are listening, um, people view like these type of tests different ways and it's okay. And that's why I was curious for you, right. Taylor, because um, you said you took different tests and yeah. kind of just even hearing like, oh, here's another test. Like, yeah. were you skeptical? Um, I'll just say quickly for me, <laughs> and I told Taylor this, like when he handed me the book, I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm like not a big like personality test guy. And he, and then Taylor's like, just read it, Ed. So yeah. man, what, <laughs> what was your reaction? Because I mean, obviously you've taken so many tests and then yeah. all of a sudden, oh, yeah. here's another book on personality it's called Enneagram right and I was the same way Mm -hmm. I'm like ah great another personality test here we go probably gonna get the same stuff you know as always and and I actually started oh that's what I was saying earlier there's a test online but there's a book as well Ed you're actually holding it in your hand it's called the road back to you Mm -hmm. and um, 15 bucks on Amazon highly recommend it it's very very insightful it's Christian author Christian written so there's um, kind of the backbone theme of Christianity there as well in regards to all of this, which is great. Um, but I started with the book. I didn't take the, uh, the test online. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not a book guy. If you <laughs> know me, you know, I hate reading books. Um, I read a lot of books in regards to, to worship leading, pastoring, you know, that kind of thing, because it's my career and that's what God's called me to do. But mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm honest, it doesn't mean I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I just don't like reading books. So given another book by again by my previous the previous church I was at was like oh geez here we go again (laughs) not only do I have to read another book but there's no pictures in it (laughs) (laughs) and I have to do um I have to do this with in mind that I'm I'm going to be taking another personality test and like you were saying that I was I wasn't super into it at first but Mm -hmm. you know what I, I will say this I started reading it and thankfully I think this helped me too. So this book, believe it or not, starts with the number that I am. And I realize you're like, what, what number, what is he talking about? Yeah, we haven't you, really explained that yet, but, yeah. and, and I'll, I'll get there, but, um, it started with my personality type. That's where the book starts. So mm-hmm. I think right off the bat, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of interesting. Cause I was relating to some stuff. Right. Um, this is about me. So yeah, so that, <laughs> that kind of, it, it uh, what am I trying to say? I'm stumbling over my words here. It piqued my interest, so I was um, I was a little more apt to reading it, you know. Anyway, so let's get into it. I want to. We'll talk about this more, but and what it means to me and what it means to you, Ed. And you're still on that journey of figuring out who you are, but mm-hmm. um, in regards to the Enneagram. But I just want to. I want to give some background um, from of the Enneagram and what it means, how it works, the system behind it, what the numbers mean. Um, what the whole test is. So I want to I want to talk about that. Yeah, because if you're like me and you're not good at math and numbers, <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So yeah, yeah and I realize, <laughs> you know, if you've never heard of this before, it's probably gonna 
come, I don't mean this to be insulted by any means, but it's, it might come a little bit slower because it's not your typical personality assessment. It's, it's I'm not good at math, different. man. I'm just going to be real. <laughs> you don't need to be good at math. <laughs> so I'll just, I'm, I'm just going to talk a little bit about it. And I just want to warn you guys too. This is, like I said, it's going to be a two-parter, this podcast, but this is more of a, of a, I don't know, we could call it informational podcast, mm-hmm. I guess. Maybe some a little bit more, a little, let me say it this way, a little less conversational compared to our other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited about it. I think this will be encouraging to you guys as listeners. And um, But I'll just jump right in. So basically, the introduction to the Enneagram, the, this explanation that we're going to give here, it covers the basics that you'll need to understand how the Enneagram works. And will be especially helpful for for beginners. So again, if you guys have never even heard of this, um, and as you'll hear, a few simple con- concepts are needed to begin your journey of we'll call it self discovery, um, figuring out who you are. Um, and we just alluded to it. A lot of people think, especially in the next few minutes when we talk about this, it's going to sound so complicated. It's really not complicated. Um, the subjects that we'll cover here. Number one, obviously, is your your basic personality type, the centers, okay, and the centers are the 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 they're numbered one through nine. So you are any number between one through nine. That is your center, okay. That's the the one that you resort to, the one that you relate to the most. That's called your center. And then um, we'll talk about wings, and we'll get to that. We'll talk about the different levels of development in regards to your personality type. Um, directions of integration and disintegration. Another way to put that is just growth and stress. Um, there's three instincts. And then the last thing we'll talk about is typing yourself and others. And fig- that's just figuring yourself out. Figure, you know, what type are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the structure behind this, um, like I said, it's probably going to sound somewhat complicated. So here's what I recommend. If you guys are at home listening to this, um, or if you have a minute to, if you're on a break at work, I don't know, hopefully you're not listening to this during work hours when you're supposed to be working, mm-hmm. but I want to encourage you to just get a little blank piece of paper. You don't need a whole lot of room at all. Um, but it's going to really help understand this when you draw it out as mm-hmm. I explain it. Okay. And I'll, I'll explain how to do that here. If you have a pencil, a pen or in a piece of paper, whatever, something to, to, to draw with, just draw a circle. It doesn't have to be big, maybe, you know, an inch circle or whatever. And then um, on the on the outside of that circle, if you're thinking of a clock where the, the number one is, it's kind of just off to mm-hmm. the right a little bit. So draw one there and then evenly spaced throughout, you're going to you're going to draw one through nine number of one through nine. So one, like two, three, pie. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like nine should be at the center of the top of the circle. Okay. And mm-hmm. four and five should be left and right justified at the bottom center of the circle. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. As long as you make a circle, guys, you're doing good. You're doing great. You're doing really great. Okay, so you're drawing a circle, yeah. one through nine evenly spaced out. Nine should be center at the top. Okay, and then um, so now what we're going to do is kind of like the old uh, school testing that we were in, how you, you know, you have some some uh, questions on the on the left side and some answers on the right side and then you mm-hmm. kind of match the oh I love the question those. And answers with the line you draw the line yep you draw the line I you was get to so create good designs. at that so we're gonna draw a bunch of triangles here so uh, three 
6 and 9, if you draw a line and connect those together, you will see an equilateral triangle formed. So just a regular triangle right there, okay? And then the other six points will form an irregular hexagon. So you'll basically see some weird, like, almost like a bunch of triangles. I think of like a peacock, mm -hmm. you know, when the, the male feathers are all spread out. It's kind of like that fanned look. Right. Um, so uh, one, if you draw a line from one to four, okay, and then four with two, two with eight, eight with five, five with seven, and seven with one. And again, that's going to be like a hexagram look. So you'll see a bunch of different triangles and you'll see a little gap at the bottom um, by four and five. Um, and the meaning of these inner lines, we'll, we'll discuss them in a minute. But um, can I just say, um, if you guys are more visual <laughs> versus yeah. auditory and you're like, man, my circle just turned into something else. Um, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Just and listen. <laughs> again, Taylor said earlier, there's going to be a link and you'll be able to visually see what yeah, he's talking about. Exactly. Yeah, but, thanks, um, but yeah, and then I just want to quick insert Taylor. Yeah. I it. know I mentioned earlier how just being real, how I'm kind of was anti like test and everything. And even as we're describing yep. how to do it, you might be like, I'm so over this. This test sucks. Already. I'm turning off the podcast. But um, I want to maybe encourage um, those out there who have maybe taken tests and, you know, just maybe felt like you were like pigeonholed or boxed in or, yep. you know, it didn't really work, all that. Um, I just want to encourage you maybe uh, look at this. And it was something I had to kind of look at it and um, so that I would have a little bit more open mind to it is this mm -hmm. is a tool. It very much is. Um, yeah. Not uh, what defines you. God is the only one that defines us. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's going to be a lifelong process as you walk in a relationship with God to discover, you know, who you are and everything. But uh, this, this is a tool. So just to encourage you guys, if you're having trouble drawing, <laughs> um, don't sweat it. Yeah. Or you're just like, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit, you know, skeptical or hesitant. Um, but yeah, keep listening and it's going to be a good. Yeah. Just so. hang in there, guys. Yep. Yeah. It is absolutely right in saying that it is a, it's a tool and a very useful tool at that. And, and later on in this podcast, I'll talk a little bit about how it's been so beneficial for me at just personally um, in my area of ministry, in my marriage, in my parenting. I mean, it's it has been an extremely useful tool for me. Um, and again, that's coming from somebody who hates this kind of thing. So <laughs> please hang in there. It's It gets good, I promise. So this is just the beginning. Learning something new for the first time is always going to feel like this. So cool. Um, so those those uh those numbers that you drew, okay, that represents obviously like we said, each number represents a personality type. Mm -hmm. And now over decades and decades and decades of developing this test, um, the the we'll call them professionals in that the authors of this um, all believe the same thing that they're that each of us are born with one dominant type. Um, subsequently. Uh, this inborn orientation largely determines the ways in which we learn to adapt to our early childhood environment. So earlier on at the beginning of this, I was talking about how none of these really, really relate to my childhood and, and why I became the person that I am, the personality that I have. You the know? other tests. Yeah. Yeah. The other tests. And this one, <clears throat> this one does that so well. And, uh, and I, I just want to tell you each type real quick so you have something to look forward to here, okay? 
So the one, and I'll say these in order, so one through nine. One is the reformer. Two is the helper. Three is the achiever. Four is the individualist. Five is the investigator. Six is the loyalist. Seven is the enthusiast. And eight is the challenger. And nine is the peacemaker. So if any of those automatically spark something in you like oh I'm a peacemaker or yeah I'm a challenger or you know whatever that is or I'm an enthusiast I just like to have fun um, save that in your head because we're going to talk about those and this might just encourage you to to do this on your own and really figure out your personality type with this so um, just a few more points real quick as we're just kind of giving an overview of what this is um, a lot of the times so I've, I've counseled people through this test and, and, uh, and kind of helped people discover who they are or who God has called them to be. And a lot of the times that's high schoolers. Um, but, um, I've also done this with, you know, other people my age and, and some older as well, and just helping them along their journey. And, um, the question is that I get a lot really is that, can I change throughout time? Can my number change? Right. Um, people, people don't change from the, the basic personality that they are. Now, that being said, there are going to be times where, and again, we'll talk about this too, but in times of health, when we're operating out of health, when we're feeling positive, when life is going well, you know, everything is good, then we're going to operate out of a certain number. And now when things are stressful, when times are hard, you're still going to be that main number, but you will resort to other parts of other numbers. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. In times of stress. So, um, again, we'll talk about that. Don't don't get too wrapped around it right now. But um, So the descriptions of these personality types are pretty much universal, and they, they apply equally to male and female. So it's not like, a, oh, I'm a male one. Um, but a female one can't relate to me because they're a female one. No, it's and vice versa. It's the mm-hmm. same for for the genders there. So, um, not masculine or feminine. Fe- feminine. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> feminine and uh, feminine. 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 What was that from? Was that from a movie? I don't know. <laughs> it was like Finding Nemo or something. Oh, a sea anemone. Sea anemone. Just felt like Nemo right there. Yeah, it's a good movie. Moving on. I wonder what. Um, you know, Enneagram they were. Um, Nemo. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we can assess We'll get later. to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. Not everything in the description of your basic type, your basic number, it's not going to all apply to you um, because, like I said, you're going you're gonna to fluctuate a little bit based on if you're operating out of health or stress. So um, and un- your unhealthy and healthy traits um, will make up one determined personality type. So again, you can fluctuate in regards to feelings, but you're still going to be that one number and that's going to make the most sense to you. Um, The Enneagram uses numbers to designate each of the types because the numbers are value neutral. They imply that the whole range of attitudes and behaviors of each type without specifying anything, either positive or negative, um, unlike the labels used in psychiatry or uh, something along those lines, numbers provide an unbiased, shorthand way of indicating a lot about a person without being uh, discouraging or, or degrading in that mm-hmm. sense. 
So it's just a little bit easier way to label. And again, I want to pause and say, if you're feeling like you're going to be put a label on, or if a label is going to be put on you, hang in there. That's not the point behind this whole thing. And uh, it once we get through this intro stuff, it really doesn't feel like that. Once we start mm-hmm. talking about what it means to be a number, yeah. you'll see that it, that's not the case. But if you're feeling like you don't like being labeled, it probably matches up with one of these Enneagrams. Oh, it does. And that's why <laughs> I'm excited saying. about this because it does. I don't like to be labeled. Yep, and <laughs> I don't either. Um, just a little bit more info here for you. In regards to higher or lower numbers, mm-hmm. if you're a nine, that does not mean that you are better than the numbers of lesser value. Well, number one is obviously the best because <laughs> it's first. And just saying. that way too, Ed. So yes. So that Darn. does not mean that you're better than another mo- number. So <laughs> they all have uh, different separate meanings. So again, um, don't feel like one number is better than the other. And here, okay, I want to pause for a minute because I struggled with that. Not in the sense of my number being higher numerically than the mm-hmm. other ones. But in the sense of, I really don't like my personality type. Mm. I really don't like it. So I'll just, I'll, I'll say mine, okay? And then maybe it'll make sense. I can kind of go back to it a little bit. But I am an eight, heavily. <laughs> eight is great. Eight is great. I'm an eight, and my wing, and we haven't talked about that. I realize that. We'll get there. Don't worry. I'm an eight, wing seven. Okay, so an eight is, if you remember when we labeled each of these, um, an eight is labeled as the challenger. And basically, that's the worst of all the numbers. Mm. (laughs) It's the one that, if you're an eight, you can come across very rude. You can come across very harsh, very abrasive, um, and a lot of other things that don't have good connotation. Mm. You know, it just... It's not fun to be an eight. Um, now, at the same time, I'm a wing seven. Sevens like to have fun and are super awesome. So basically how I like to describe myself is I'm a jerk, but I like to have fun. I- insert the laughter there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hang in there because if you start to realize the number that you are and you don't like the number that you are, just know this there are very positive things about each number even if there's a lot of of negative things that you can right. think of yourself as as well right. so i had to really accept that part you know that yeah man i sure wish i was somebody else i sure wish i wasn't an eight but nope i'm an eight yeah. and i have to live with that i think it's interesting man i was gonna ask do you yeah <clears throat> it, it seems like and he tells gonna get into more <clears throat> about kind of the positive things of an eight and a negative, when you say negative or just things maybe you don't like about being this personally personality Mm -hmm. type as eight. But I've just found it interesting as you're describing that, because I was just thinking back when I was reading through the book and uh, I'm still trying to figure it out guys, but basically it's interesting how you said when you read through it, you didn't like who you were. Yeah. And you almost like focus, if I could just say, it's not, it just seemed like you focused on the negative. I totally did. But for me, and, and it's got to be something with personalities, because for me, I totally was like, oh, I like that part about Man, me. I'm nice. I'm, this is positive, <laughs> you know? Yep. And I focused more on that, 
you know, and I and I stayed away from the other other like part that I didn't like. Um, so I w- it was just interesting to I was just gonna con- I, that was kind of yeah. interesting to hear. I was like, he totally like focused on the opposite yeah. of what I focused on. Isn't that funny? It is interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you're definitely not an eight Ed. I'll tell you. Maybe that not. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Be I'm super abrasive. Yeah. So I'm gonna read just a little bit here, just like a one sentence thing about each number. So if cool. one of these sticks out to you guys, then save that number in your head. And then again, go in the description, click on the link and read a little bit more about it. You can figure out more about who you are. So here we go. Type one is principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and a perfectionist. Type two is generous, demonstrative, or demonstrative, however you decide to pronounce that. People-pleasing and possessive. A type three is adaptable, excelling, driven, and image conscious. That could be self-image or the image that the things they do portray to people. Uh, Type four is expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. A type five is perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. A type six is engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Type seven is spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive and scattered (laughs) i laugh because i'm a wing seven and some of those things are definitely who i am squirrel yep there (laughs) it is there's a seven in me right there type eight is self-confident decisive willful and confrontational (laughs) i have to laugh because that's the nice way of saying that eights are jerks (laughs) (laughs) i just oh man that's just your focus buddy oh my gosh Okay. okay and type nine is receptive reassuring complacent and resigned so if any of those stick out, again, save that number, go on the website that's in the description and, and check them out, read some more about yourself. Um, so we talked about centers at the beginning of this. Centers is just another way of saying, this is my center number, my the, the number that I relate to the most, so mm-hmm. therefore that is, that is my personality type, okay? Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit here. So the Enneagram is, it's basically all those numbers, um, it's like a three by three arrangement of obviously nine, as we've been talking about, nine personality types, which consist of three centers, okay? The first one is instinctive center, the feeling center, and the thinking center. Now, if you look at that thing, if you actually drew out that circle with all the numbers on them, so if you if you circle, uh, I'm going to say the numbers differently because of how they're written out. So towards the top center of your circle, if you circle eight, nine, and one, that's the instinctive center. Instinctive, okay? Two, three, and four is the feeling center. And um, five, six, and seven, those are the thinking centers. So you'll see that as we move along with this, each of those groups are going to start to make a little bit more sense to you as you're listening. You're going to say, oh, I'm, I'm instinctive, I think, or, or I'm, I'm much more of a thinker or processor, that kind of thing then most likely you're probably one of those numbers. So Mm -hmm. keep thinking about this stuff as we move along here. And in in those three centers, there's an emotion or two that goes with it. Mm -hmm. So again, this is another step in helping you figure out uh, what number you are. In the instinctive center, the emotion that that you'll see, there's two, is anger and rage. Again, guess whose number is in the anger and rage part? Me, 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 me. That's me. I'm eight, an eight, eight, eight in there, so I'm angry and rageful. 
Um, in the feeling center, Taylor's throwing see. stuff at me right now. <laughs> in the feeling center, um, the emotion is shame. And in the thinking center, it's fear. Now, of course, all nine types in some way are going to are gonna have all of those feelings. A little bit of crossover. It's going to have one of right. a little bit of everything. Um, but in each center, in each of those groups, there's going to be a very heavy, uh, we'll call it, theme of mm-hmm. feelings. Sure. So yeah, it'll, it'll sense. make sense. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about me for a little bit because I'm an eight. And eights are the worst, as I already said. How are you doing, eight? Um, I'm doing good. <laughs> so... Did you ask me how I was doing? Yes. Okay. I thought I heard that wrong for a second. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I might have answered that wrong. So eights, here we go. And again, please know I don't like this about myself, but I need to accept it because this is who I am. is who God made me to be. Eights act out in their anger and instinctual energies. Notice the sarcasm in my tone. As I'm reading this, because again, I don't like it about myself. So, in other words, when eights feel angry, or when they feel that anger uh, brewing, building inside of them, they immediately respond to it in some sort of physical way. Mm. <laughs> it's eyebrows raised. He's like, "Oh boy, I think I shared the office with the wrong I'm person." I'm so glad I'm sitting across <laughs> the way from him right now. Don't take me off, Ed. You better watch out. Okay. I'm just kidding. So when they when they feel anger, they they'll respond in a physical way, whether that's raising their voices, moving f- forcefully, um, I don't know, slamming stuff around. Gosh, I really hate who I am sometimes, <laughs> and I hate it. The reason I keep saying that is because I know it's true, and it's always something that I need to work on. And going back to the whole childhood thing and how your childhood helped really develop who you are makes a lot of sense how I was raised, you know, and Mm -hmm. and my relationship with my father was uh, a conduit of anger, Mm. if we can call it that. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense of why I am an eight. Um, And anybody around an eight can clearly see that they are angry. They can just tell. Um, And that's mainly because as an eight, we give ourselves this sort of permission as if we need it to act out in that way Mm -hmm. out of anger. So everybody around us knows when we're ticked off. Everybody knows. Just ask my wife. (laughs) And speaking of my wife, Mm. if I may, and maybe we'll have her on here uh, as a guest too. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, She's a nine. So, so she's better because she's nine. Exactly. Her number's higher than mine. So check it out. God is funny. God is funny how he pairs people up. (laughs) My wife is perfect for me. And she probably could have done a lot better job at picking somebody, somebody that's better than me. But as far as her and my relationship, she's perfect for me. And the reason I say that is because God made her to be a nine. And again, I'm not labeling her as a number nine. I'm labeling her as the personality that the nine lies um, which is sensitive, um, kind, only cares about other people. They put themselves last constantly. Um, you know, and there's, with as far as anger is concerned, maybe she's a little out of touch of her anger because she's so focused on other people. Mm. And so basically what I'm saying is she's the polar opposite of an eight. <laughs> and it's, you know, that saying opposites attract, right? Yeah. You'd think we're so opposite. 
how in the world did we end up together? Because I'm always ticked off and mad and, and, uh, and she's not ever like that when she is, she's really mad. So, yeah. And she's, she's Latina también. So don't mess with her. (laughs) Know what I'm saying? Um, but it, it's funny how God, how God does that. God knew that I needed somebody with that personality type to offset the intensity of an eight. Mm. And so he's like, well, here you go. Here's somebody who I handmade just for you, Taylor. Mm -hmm. And so, and the reason I said at the beginning of this podcast, why this has been so beneficial for my marriage and my relationship with my wife is that, um, because of what I just said, like I, I need to be, to be calmed down. I need to be, um, (laughs) called out and, Mm. and, uh, I need that sensitivity from somebody else and I need that sense of, um, well, everything that isn't angry because it offsets mine. Sure. You know, if I was married to another eight, my goodness, we would just, we would just be a big ball of anger together and fireball. Our relationship would probably be awful. So (laughs) I'm thankful for the nine and my wife. But, um, anyway, if, if those two related to you at all, um, I know you very well. <laughs> we'll move on a little bit here. So hold on, eight. Hold on. Yeah. I, and let's again, hear it. Taylor knows probably the numbers better than I. So later, I'll try to identify who I am. But I'm still learning these numbers. But uh, I want to just encourage you, Taylor, and and those out there again who are maybe relating to Taylor as an eight. Yeah. And like I am totally that way. Um. And I think he said something like his upbringing, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that relationship with the father and just the conduit of anger just, you know, kind of made him who he is. Um, however, I, I do think as even as you explain how God brought, you know, Natalia into your life, um, there is this God factor. Oh, yeah. Right. The God factor that says, I know how you were brought up. Yep. You have this tendency. Yep. And yeah. this is who you need to have right. that. And then. In the same hand, in the hands of God, as we're talking about, hand-picked, I think God also looks at these tendencies that we have. And, and again, he's in, he, Taylor will go on the other ones. Eights aren't the only ones that have things that they need to work on, okay? Yep, yep. Um, very true. However, those things that we n- need to work on, I believe, in the hands of God can make an eight great, right? Um in the hands of God can make a nine great and all the other numbers, right? There's all these, all these things that we could work on. And I just wanted to insert that just because again, I share office with Taylor. Yeah. I know, you know, he's being real here with you yep. guys. And that's what I love about Taylor. He could be real about the things he needs to work on, but I don't know, maybe it's just my number or whatever, but I feel <laughs> like I want to encourage him and others out there too, that, Hey, in the hands of God, whatever that personality is, right. Um, it's not an excuse to be the way we are in our personalities yeah, when we're not operating in a healthy way, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about a little bit more later. Yep. But it's an opportunity, I would say, to say, man, like these are areas in my personality. And maybe because I was raised, it it is the way I tend to be or react and whatnot. But yeah. in the hands of God, yeah. man, there can be some cool things to happen. And, and so, um, yeah, I meant, just want to encourage you with that. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good word and totally true. And then, uh, so, so moving on, I'm going to read the rest of these real quick here because this is going to actually conclude our 
part one of this of this episode. So, um, so that was eights and nines. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'll read the nines just how it's written here on their website, just because I talked about how my wife is a nine. So yeah, I'll read the hear, actual. We hear it. I'll read it here, so maybe you guys can understand this a little bit better if you are a nine. Um, nines deny their anger and instinctual energies, as if to say, "What anger? I'm not a person who gets angry." So if you're feeling that, there's a good chance you're a nine. <laughs> Nines are the type um, most out of touch with their anger and instinctual energies, often feeling threatened by them. Of course, nines get angry like everybody else, but they try to stay out of their darker feelings by focusing on idealizations of their relationships and their world. Mm. Okay, Ones, if you're a one, check it out. They attempt to control or repress their anger. They feel that they must stay in control of their selves, especially of their instinctual impulses and angry feelings at all times. They would like to direct those energies according to the dictates of their highly developed inner critic, their super ego, super ego people, the source, which is the source of their um, strictures on themselves and others. Sorry, I was going to make a joke. Oh. Superheroes. Super, yeah, there you go. That's a better way to put it. Okay, and that, so those first three right there, those were the instinctual center. So those three, those are anger and rage. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the emotions that resort with those three numbers. This is the feeling center, twos. I worked with a two, and I have family members that are twos. Um, and funny enough, eights, when they're operating out of health, they resort to the healthy side of a two. Hmm. It's just kind of fun there. So in the feeling center, twos attempt to control their shame by getting other people to like them and to think of them as good people. They also want to convince themselves that they are good and loving people. Oh, I read that wrong. They want to, let me, hold on, hold on, hold on. They want, they also want to convince themselves that they are good and loving people by focusing on their positive feelings for others while rep while repressing their negative feelings, so anger, resentment, not being appreciated enough, they twos are really, they need that mm-hmm. as encouragement in their life. Um, as long as twos can get positive emotional responses from others, they feel wanted and are able to control feelings of shame. Mm. Shame, there's that feeling center, that's the emotion there in that center. Threes, they try to deny their shame and are potentially the most out of touch with underlying feelings of inadequacy. Threes learn to cope with shame by trying to become what they believe a valuable, successful person is like. So, that being said, threes learn to perform well, to be acceptable, even outstanding, and are often driven relentlessly in their pursuit of success as a way of... Um, stabbing off feelings of shame and fears of failure. Fours, they attempt to control their shame by focusing on how unique and special their particular talents, feelings, and personal characteristics are. Fours highlight their individuality and creativity as a way of dealing with their shameful feelings, although fours are the type most likely to succumb to feelings of inadequacy. Fours also manage their shame by cultivating a rich, romantic fantasy uh, a fantasy life in which they do not have to deal with whatever in their life seems to drab uh, or, or feel uninteresting to them. And then in the thinking center, fives uh, f- have a lot of fear about the outer world 
and about their capacity to cope with it. So when the world changes, they don't think they can change with it. Um, so they cope with their fear by withdrawing from the world. Fives become secretive, isolated loners, uh, if you will, or people who just kind of seclude back into the into the closet, um, so to speak. And they use their minds to penetrate into the nature of the world. Um, fives hope that eventually, as they understand the reality on their own terms, um, they'll be able to rejoin the world and participate in it, but they never feel that they know enough to participate with like total confidence. So um, instead they, you'll see them involve themselves with in, increasingly, uh, I don't know the best way to put that, increasingly complex inner worlds, if you will. Hmm. And sixes exhibit the most fear of all three types of that fear triad, that fear uh, uh, center there. So the most of all three of those, they, they exhibit the most fear, largely experienced as anxiety, which causes them to be the most out of touch with their own sense of inner knowing and confidence. Unlike fives, sixes have trouble trusting their own minds, so they're constantly looking outside themselves for something to make them feel sure of themselves. And then sevens, to wrap it up here, sevens have fear about their inner world, their feelings of pain, of loss, of deprivation, and general anxiety that sevens would like to stay clear of as much as possible. To cope with these feelings, seven keep, sevens keep their minds occupied with exciting possibilities and options. As long as they have something stimulating to anticipate, sevens feel that they can distract themselves from their fears. Plain and simple. Sevens, in most cases, they don't stop merely at thinking about these options, however. As much as they possibly can they attempt to actually do as many of those options as they can and I laugh because I have some very 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 close friends that are full 100% sevens and it is so true we call it FOMO (laughs) it's an acronym for fear of missing out and they have FOMO hard (laughs) so whenever something happens that's exciting or fun sevens are on it like yes I want to do that I don't care where it is I don't care if I have to pay thousands of dollars to do it I want to do it so that's a seven for you. Mm. Um, so they can be found, with that being said, they're, they're always on the go. They can be found staying on the go, pursuing one experience after the other, and keeping themselves entertained and engaged with their many ideas. They sound so fun. Sevens are fun, man. Jeez. So that's why I say I'm an eight-wing seven, so I'm a jerk, but I like to have fun. So uh, You're a funny jerk. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, bro. <laughs> Okay, so hey guys, I know that that's a lot of information, but again, I want to say this and I want to be abundantly clear and I know I've already said it a bunch, but I'm going to say it some more because it's important. This is the beginning introduction of what the Enneagram is and what each number is. And I realize that maybe you're sitting here listening to this and if you made it this far, I applaud you because I get it. I understand this kind of stuff can be maybe boring if we want to put it that way Mm. um, for some of you and that's okay. It can be confusing. That's okay too. Or maybe you're just like, oh my gosh, I am loving this right now. I'm, I'm been wanting to figure out who I am as a person and other personality tests don't really explain that well. Um, if that's you, then good on you for sticking with it and, and sitting through this. And, um, I just want to encourage you keep listening Stay tuned for part two, which is coming out next week. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk, we're really going to dive into what it means to be the numbers that 
that I am, that Ed is on. Um, he's still on that journey of figuring out exactly who he is, but he's got some great insight as to what um, what that journey is entailing for him right now. So, mm-hmm. um, so we'll talk more about that, and it'll be a little bit more of a conversational episode. And again, I said at the beginning of this that this is just kind of like a... Um, less of a conversational one and more of an informational podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think it's good information to have. It's, I know that God wants us to better ourselves for mm-hmm. him. God created us to be the person that we are today. Mm-hmm. God called us to be the person that we are today. And if you're operating out of that calling, this is one of the best things that you can do is to figure out who you are and to figure out how to make yourself a better son or daughter of the king and to honor him with the way that we act honor honor him with the way that we treat our spouse Mm -hmm. and our kids and um and how we how we look at relationships with people this is all this is all god honoring Mm um at least that's my opinion yes i agree i and again how we kind of put the disclaimers out there earlier and we were being real with you guys too that hey this is something that we kind of maybe were skeptical or had pushback on and um and yet in the hands of God, you know, and this is a tool, like we said, um, that could help us just better understand uh, a little bit more how he made us. And and if in his hands and mm-hmm. in his care, how we can operate, um, you know, healthy and, you know, um, you know kind of thrive in our relationships with one another. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. And this this uh, first of two parter. In this episode, we look forward to next week and talking to you. We're going to talk to you about wings, what a wing is. Chicken wings. And this is the fun part because this is <laughs> when, really when the, uh, the we can call it the, the more fun side of your personality comes to life. And this really, um, well, I know that to be true for me because like I said, eights aren't super fun all the time, but sevens are a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And so when I figured out that I was a wing seven, I'm like, yes, okay, I can... I can live with the wing seven. I can be an eight with a seven. That's okay with yeah. me. Um, but stay tuned, guys. Next week, we'll talk about those, and we're looking forward to it. Can't mm-hmm. wait to talk with you then. Yeah, and I like buffalo wings. So Oh, perfect. So yeah. there's those wings, too. Maybe we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, ciao. Bye-bye.